For those of you who don't know me, my name is Ada Romero, and I'm in 10th grade. I mean, well, I mean, 11th grade, I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't even get my own facts straight. Okay, well, um, I chose to share the importance, like Rachel said again, the importance of prayer and faith. I chose this because these are like two primary foundations of my walk with Jesus. So, um, so I first met Jesus when I was about five-ish? I don't really know. But the first time I went to church, I loved it, and I really wanted to go back there again. And so we didn't go back, but I was very sad by this because I wanted to keep praying, and I wanted to press into God's presence again. Like, that was amazing. I want to do that again. So, <laughs> so, I, so every night we prayed before we ate, and so I chose, well, I was always chosen to pray because I was the smallest one. And <laughs> it's true. It still happens. Anyways, so I would always pray, like, okay, thank you, Jesus, for this food. And I prayed that we can go back to church. Jesus, and pray, amen. And that's what I would always pray. And every night we'd do the same thing over and over again. Everybody would know what I was going to pray, but that's okay. And, <laughs> and I, so... I kept praying that prayer every night, and I believed, like, yes, we're going to go back to church. Yes, we're going to go back to church. And we did. And it was funny. It was like, that small of faith can change your whole life. Because if, that, if I didn't pray that prayer, I probably wouldn't even be here right now. Like, I wouldn't be saying this to anyone right now. I'd probably still be in the Bay Area, chilling and grilling. But... <laughs> <laughs> But even that lifestyle, like, I still love my life right now. And I always cherish every single day that I can live. And so, so, um, so, yeah, so with prayer and faith, we can do amazing and mighty things in God. And so if you would turn to Psalms 145, verse 18. Oh, wait, here. <laughs> All the paper Bibles, hear them shuffling. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Psalms 145, verse 18. Guys there? Cool. <laughs> so, the Lord is close to all who call on him. Yes, to all who call on him in truth. He grants the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cries and help and rescues them. So all we need to do is call on God. It's so simple, and yet sometimes we get it mixed up because we get so wrapped up in the things of our life. And he will always be there no matter what you do and what you're going through. We need to put our faith in him, and he will believe, and he, we need to believe in him, and he will answer our prayer. And also turn to Philippians, oh, Philippians, oh my gosh, Philippians 4, 6, and we'll talk about how nothing is too big or too small for God, so let's turn there, okay, so don't worry about anything, instead, pray about everything, tell God what you need, and thank him for all that he has done, again, nothing is too big or too small for God, Always, always, always go to him, even if it's something, like, minor, anything, like, seriously. Like, oh, no, I lost my dog. Jesus, help me. <laughs> but, like, there's no point in worrying about something if we know that God has our backs. 
Like, he will always be there to guide us. We just need to call on him. That's all that you need to do. And you need to believe that he will answer your prayer. And that's all. Like, he will always be there. And I especially had a hard time with this last year. Because last year was, well, again, my sophomore year. And I started taking AP classes, which is like college course classes for high schoolers. And it's crazy. Um, (laughs) And... (laughs) Ben. And so I came into it with my naturally optimistic mindset, like, oh, this is going to be good. I can do it. Yes, I'll do it alone by myself. Yes, me. But <laughs> God had other things in store. <laughs> so each week we had a huge amount of tests, oh, and we also had a huge amount of work every Friday. And so as time grew on, I began, I began, sorry, began, began. I began to feel really tired and broken. Like, I didn't feel like myself. Like, it just, everything seemed to, like, pass around me, and I just felt like I was just walking backwards, like, in God. Like, I began, it it began to take a toll, like, not only on those around me, but a toll on my relationship with God, and it should never come to that. And so, but I still insisted, like, oh, I can do this by myself. I got this. I can do it. But... Then there came the AP test, which goes at the end of the year, and I began began to become obsessive over it. And it was like, oh, I have to pass this. Oh, so I studied harder instead of called on God. Like, I should have called on God in that time. Like, I knew I was struggling, and I just couldn't do it. But two weeks before the AP test, I received my tongues, and that was just an amazing experience. Like, I always loved that. And a fire began to burn down in my soul for God. And I was like, I will put my heart on the line for God. I will do anything. I'm willing to come to God. And so I actually kept praying every night after that. And I began to feel very confident for the desk. Like, oh, I got this. I don't need to go study. I'll just go pray. So I kept praying and praying. And then he took the weariness away that I was feeling. And it was just amazing. Like, I never felt anything like that before. And God will always help us when we need it the most, anytime. All we need to do is call on him. It's very important to call on him. We can't do it alone. We need to allow God in our hearts. We need him to come into our situations. And as humans, we can get so constantly distracted by little things. Like I was distracted by my AP test. Like that's something so small that it's just paper. And I didn't realize that. And now I do, obviously, but he can do amazing works into our lives. We just have to be willing. We have to go and put our heart on the line and call to him. And it's when we don't do that, it's like he's trying to talk to us, but we just aren't listening. It's kind of like when when you're trying to talk to someone when they're on their phone and they're just like beep, boop, 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 beep. And you're just like, hello, hello, I'm here, hi. That's how God is. He wants to say, hello, hi, I'm here. I want to help you. I'm calling to you. Come, hi. And we're just just so distracted, beep, boop, beep, by the things of this world. (laughs) And we we sit there getting more tangled in our lives. And it's like, no, stop. Just pay attention to God. And he's calling you. Answer his call. And... I challenge each and every one of us to spend more time with God. And I've been trying to do that since the AP test. Just, like, focus in on God. Like, it's all going to be okay. We don't need to be afraid or worry because God always has things under his control. We have to believe that. 
And we need to call upon him and have faith that he will take care of our circumstances. We just need to answer his call. So. And you're next. Oh, share. Oh. Hello everyone, I am Sherry, and uh, I just wanted to thank you guys for the opportunity to speak to you guys tonight. And uh, I also wanted you to know that uh, God is teaching me to walk in a stronger confidence, and he has been teaching me how to have confidence in prayer. So, uh, if you guys have your Bibles, please turn to Matthew chapter 6, verse 5. Okay, um, I'm going to read now, and it... And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets, that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut the door, pray to your Father who is in that secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. So what I got from that is that uh, God wants us to pray in a secret, quiet place. And uh, sometimes it's hard because you guys know that I have a big family and it's hard to find a quiet place. But I do have a room, so I am learning to use my room as my private place with God. And uh, I just thought, like, when we pray in that secret place, we feel a greater connection with God because we are spending time with him. And we are not praying in public to be seen. We are spending time with him to have a relationship. And uh, when we pray in that secret place, we gain confidence because we learn to hear God's voice and we are able to communicate with God without so many distractions. Uh, When we pray in that secret place, other people do not know how much time we are spending with God or how much energy we are putting into developing a relationship with God. But God knows our heart. He knows the time and energy we put into our relationship with him. What we do in secret, he rewards openly. And uh, no one can see how much time I spend with God. But if I spend time with God, everyone will eventually be able to see that I am spending time with him because of the positive changes he brings to my life. As it is said it, uh, in Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 3 through 5, it says that uh, we are God's story. We are read by men, not with ink, but by the, speak, by the Spirit of God. This teaches us that people will eventually see the evidence of our time with God without us ever saying a word about it. And when those positive changes come and we are and when we are hearing God's voice, we get that confidence needed to grow in our power and prayer. I mean, sorry. Uh, so confidence means like firm trust, the the feeling or belief that one can rely on something or someone. Uh, it also means a belief in the powers, trustworthiness, or reliability of a person or thing. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 12 teaches us that we have access to God with boldness and confidence. Because of what Jesus Christ did for us in Hebrews, uh, because, yeah, in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35 says, Do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. When you spend time with God, you gain confidence in his power. When you spend time with God, you discover that he can be trusted and you find that he is reliable. 
the second part from what I got from that little passage was, uh, do not babble like the pagans. Uh, in Matthew chapter 6, verse 7 through 8, it says, like, And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the pagans do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Therefore, do not be like them, for your Father knows the things you, ha- you have need of before you ask him. Jesus is giving us the insight that it is not good to be boasting or bragging about our time in prayer. It is good to be quiet and discreet about your good deeds, just as praying to the Lord. The pagans believed that they could get God's attention if they prayed using a lot of fancy words, or if they repeated themselves over and over again. They wanted, they wanted to impress God and the people around them with the amount of praying they were doing. They wanted to appear super spiritual. And uh, God is not impressed with us, with our efforts, and he does not want us making an effort to impress each other. When we are quiet and humble about our prayer life, he will reward us openly and unexpectedly. Uh, this, passage, this passage has spoken to me personally for a long time, actually. And uh, when we need to find a greater connection with God, and we do it by being in the secret place, praying and reading the word, and trusting that God will hear us. And that he will speak to us. Uh, when we need to have a greater confidence in the Lord and in our relationship with Him. For example, when my mom asked me to uh, pray in front of other people, such as praying over our meal, I stutter and repeat myself because I don't have that confidence in my prayer relationship with God. But the more time I spend time in my room behind closed doors and in that secret place with God the more confidence in him I have that he is hearing me and answering my prayers. And now that I can hear what God is saying to me, I can pray not just in the secret place, but I can pray with other people and help them grow in prayer confidence as well. So <laughs> I, just, I just think that we need to go and find that secret place and that we just need to build, gain the prayer confidence. And My name is Angela Holmes. I'm... I'm just going to start this before I start embarrassing myself. <clears throat> so, I wrote a little intro, so I'm going to be staring at my paper, because I wrote it. Um, hey guys, I'm so honored to be up here to share what God has put on my heart. So tonight I'll be talking about prayer, but to be more specific, I'm going to be talking about our desires in prayer. So if you brought a Bible, can you please turn to Mark 11:24? Okay, so I'm going to read. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. And when I read this as a Christian, oh my gosh, I love this scripture. It shows how awesome God is. It means we are—we have the ability to heal people. We have the ability to raise the dead. We have the—we have the ability to do whatever Jesus did when He was on this earth. And it shows how, how our—it shows that our words do have power. Like Zeta was saying, um, she was praying and praying, and um, it eventually happened. She eventually go, went to go to church, and so really, what she was saying, her 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 words had power, and had um, had the I think it's ability. I don't know. Had the had the outcome of making that happen. So um, a couple weeks ago. I got a text one Sunday morning from my friend Ashley, and uh, she asked me, can you pray Can you pray for me real fast? And I'm like, sure, like, what's going on with you? And she's like, well, actually, my best friend, her mom has cancer. And I was like, 
oh snap, like this is serious, like I, I, okay. And so, um, so I started praying like right, right when I got that text. And so I started praying, I started playing and the only word that came up to me was peace. And so I texted her and I told her, I don't know the outcome of this. So I don't know if she will go through this and survive or if she'll, if she's just, I don't know, if she's going to die or anything. But I said, I believe that um, after this is all over, her, her family's going to feel peace because that's the only word that's coming up to me. And so when I was at Salem, I got a text from her, and she said that something bad happened. And so I asked her if I could call her, and she said yes. And so when I was talking to her on the phone, she said um, she died. But she said the weirdest thing is that her family is not going through a depression that I thought they would be going through. They're doing, they're doing fine. They're moving on. They're trying to be positive about it. And she's like, it's almost like they are in peace. And I was like, okay, okay, that's awesome. That's awesome. And so I was like, that's awesome. Like our words do have power. We, we just need to be able to stand up and use it. And so, yeah, but, um, back to the scripture. Um, therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. I believe some people don't take the scripture seriously or apply it to their lives. The scripture seems like it would be easy to understand the first time you read it. But however, when you break this up into smaller sections, it might speak to you differently. So what I want to do, I want to break this up in smaller sections. And the section I'm going to start with is whatever you ask for in prayer. And in my notes, I highlighted the word whatever. Whatever is the key word for me in this verse. Whatever meaning you can ask for anything in the whole world, like anything. I don't know. The first thing that popped in my head was like, I want an elephant. That's weird. But like anything in the world. And, um, and just ask for anything. And so um, uh, meaning I can ask for anything that my heart desires. So, um, so really that sounds simple enough. You can just ask for anything. Um, second part, believe that you have received it. And when I read this section, I was like, wait, hold up. How, do, how can I believe I received something that I just asked? And so I asked, I asked God this question somewhere here. Hold up. Oh, hold on. Oh, I, I, I skipped ahead. Hold on. Let me back up. And so uh, it's the challenge word. It's um, whatever is the challenge word in this. But believe that you have received it, I think, is the hardest part to achieve. To believe something that you have already asked for requires great faith. And so I, w- I looked up the word faith, and it says complete trust or confidence in someone or something. So all we have to do is ha- have confidence to go and ask God, be able to, to um, have confidence and be like, okay, he's going to answer my prayers. He's going to provide for me. And so when I was reading this scripture, and... Um, um, I was reading other scriptures. I was um, praying, like, okay, I got to pick a scripture. I want. I have to do my notes, and um, I was kind of stressed out about this. So I was like looking through my laptop. I saw all these scriptures, and this one caught my eye. And so I, like, I just kept looking to see if there's another one that would come ca- catch my eye, and nothing else did. So I went back to this one. And I started praying to get a deeper understanding what God wants me to say tonight. And um, when I first read this, my question was, why do we need to ask? Um, if all we have to do is believe that we have already received it. And what God told me, what God told me is when you ask your parents for something you want or need, do you stand around them hoping that they will give you what you want or need? Or do you go to them boldly and ask them to their face? And I was like, okay, that, that's a good, that's a good way to, for me to understand. And so I was like, okay, yeah, okay. That, now it makes sense. 
So really, God wants us to come to him with confidence and to be bold to ask whatever we want or, um, or what we need. So we, he wants that encounter with us. Um, he wants to be able to spend time with us. That's, what, that's, what, that's what's so awesome. Someone so amazing and so great wants to spend time with someone like me. I, I think that's just amazing. And, um, and uh, receiving means that you are sure you have what you need when you ask, not when you physically get it or when you see it in front of you, but when you ask. So we have to believe that we have received it. And the last part, and it will be yours. So after all of the steps, finally our um, desire will be ours. Now that I broke this up in sections, I want to put it, glue it back, to, back together, the whole scripture. So I'm going to read it again. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. When we become Christians and begin to grow, we, we start to um, notice that our desires start to change also. Our desires don't become the desires that, um, that they used to be a couple weeks ago or a couple years ago. They start to change into God's desires. Um, for example, when I was doing um, music and volleyball, I, I, re- I really enjoyed volleyball. I thought it was going to do my sport from like high school and on, you know, have big dreams. Um, but um, I knew I had to choose one thing for high school so my um, schedule wouldn't be overwhelmed. And so um, I, I was looking, I had to pray about it. My mom started giving me advice. And um, she told me that you can go further in music and God could use you in that. And I was like, that's true. Like, what is God going to do with me in volleyball? Like, I'm going to spike the ball. I'm like, Jesus loves you or something like <laughs> Like, that's, that's a little weird. And so I was like, okay, I, I'll pick music. And so... But for a while, I was like, okay, now I'm going to feel kind of like, I like volleyball. Like, I want to stick with that. And so for after I chose music, I was like, I'm going to feel kind of sad, you know. But after that, after praying and after God talking to me about it, I felt joy because I knew that God is going to use that, um, the, um, what's the word? My, my ability to um, use music in my life to put it out there, if that made sense. <laughs> Um, and so um, that was one um, desire that changed after I started praying and getting to know my know the word and have wise people around me give me um, some advice. And another scripture that I thought would go good with this is Psalms thirty-seven four. So if you want to turn there and say something, if you're there. Okay, delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. So what, is, what the scripture is saying is that we need to spend time in his presence. We need to have that connection with him, and eventually his desires become our desires. Um, and so um, I just, I, I think it's so awesome how, like, we'll, we'll, we'll think we know what we want, but then it changes, and it becomes something that God wants, but it also becomes something we want because it's his desire put in our heart and it becomes our desire. So I think that's just awesome. Um, but that was a little, I don't know. I'm going to go back to the other scripture, Mark, Mark 11, 24. Um, so what, the, what that scripture, Mark eleven twenty four. 24, what, I, what it was saying to me is that Whatever you ask for in prayer, it's not talking about worldly desires. It's talking about the desires God put in our heart. And I just believe that's so important because sometimes, even when we are, like, um, like we know the word and we're, like, not babies as uh, Christians, we still want to go back to the worldly desires. Like, I know I have the desires, like, sometimes I'm like, 
I want to I want to go back and do volleyball. Like you know, I want I need I need this. I need this. I need this. It's like, and um, also like I was saying on Sunday, your desires change when you see um, people that don't even think they can think they can want. It's kind of sad. And so when you start saying like, oh, I want this. I want this. That's my desire of the heart to to go over there. To go over there. I want this. It's like you're you're like what's that word? Selfish and um, very like cold-hearted. It's it's kind of sad to get to that as part, and then you turn around and notice like, whoa, people are watching me. Like that's kind of embarrassing. Like um, that's what's a little weird. And so I believe that um, tonight um, I challenge everyone and me that um, your desires to um, to become God's desires and just get deep into the Word and um, yeah. So um, I got a. I have a prayer that I also wrote out, too, that I want to pray. So if you could just bow your heads, close your eyes. Father God, I pray for all the desires. I pray that all our desires are your desires. I pray that we grow strong as Christians. Our faith will grow twice as fast. Let my sharing be a seed in these people's heart. I thank you for loving these amazing people in front of me. I thank you for giving me the chance of meeting them. I am very honored to be up here to share what you have put on my heart, and I pray for the people that couldn't make it tonight, that you bless them also. In Jesus' name, amen. In conjunction with that story that Angela just told you about making the right choices for the future after prayer and wise counsel, uh, when we went to Oregon, we were in uh, Cottage Grove, stopped to see Bob Curry. I don't know why Cottage Grove never stick in my head. I have to reach back there and pull the name forward. The age... Anyway, um, Bob wanted to greet everyone that came in that room and pray for them or or have a a word with them. And uh, I want Angela, if she remembers what he said to her. What did he say, first thing? Um, Oh, he said, uh, you're a musician, right? And I was like, yeah. I thought that was really cool. He noticed that that was in my heart and that was now my new desire. And so I thought it was really, really cool that he just instantly felt that. And so... So it was really affirming to her when a man of God says, you're a musician, to know that God had already directed her in that direction. It's very affirming. So praise the Lord. All right, give these guys a hand. They just did wonderful. I just wanted to share um, more because I know this is what Pastor Chris would say if he was here. But just to kind of encourage you that, that it's very discouraging when we watch the way that the world is going and when we see... Um, news and stories that are um, just like there's no good left is what it feels like sometimes. But I just want to encourage you to just see these girls up here and just declaring the word of the Lord and talking about getting to know more that there is a generation that's rising up that wants to seek after the Lord, that there it's not just, it's not over yet. And it's really great. We were just talking about this the other night when we go to camp that it used to be really about trying to impress kids and try to like make sure every five seconds is fun and, and, and that they, it's just this extreme time. And it's like we've noticed that the kids we're getting, it's like our constituency has changed. And then when kids come to camp, they would rather sit around a campfire with a guitar praising the Lord than they would play in a game or doing something crazy. And it's like it's so awesome to see that there's like this, this – um, 
this depth happening and that there's a seeking and that there's a pursuit that's occurring in our young people. So to just, and and like he said, thank you so much for, for supporting that. Um, and I, I, where we are, pastor Chris and I were trying to, at least uh, sometimes we're like, we don't know what to do, but, um, we are putting a demand on them. And, um, I, we prayed before the service tonight that, that just because they're young, there's to be an example, um, there to worship with abandon, there to pursue God no matter what. And so we are putting that demand on them and they're submitted to it. So continue to pray. They're about to go back to school in a couple of weeks and just the barrage of the enemy is, is there and pray that the Lord would put a filter on their ears and on their eyes, that they would be a light and that they would be untainted by, by the world and uh, be able to stand up with words to speak, to be a light and to be a voice of truth. Um, even though it's getting more and more unpopular to walk with God, but that we have kids in this church that are willing on Sunday morning, we had our, our breakout service to all the junior high and high school kids are out in the youth room and you can see it on their faces. They are hungry for God. They're hungry for his word. They want to know. They're all asking. We talked about resources just to get the word of the Lord always in their ear. And, I mean, they're they're all wanting to know the Lord. They want to walk with him. So when it's when you feel discouraged when you're watching Fox News or reading um, Facebook or whatever, whatever's going on, when you feel discouraged, just remember that here at Church of Living Water, there is, there is a, a small army that is willing to to pay the price, and they're willing to draw a line in the sand. So continue to pray for them before they, while they go back to school.